Aaron Rodgers is finally a New York Jet. We're talking all that and more on today's episode of Locked On Dynasty. You are Locked On Dynasty Football, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Here are your hosts, Matt Williamson and Ryan McDowell. Thanks for making Locked On Dynasty your first listen every day. We're free and available on all platforms. Today's episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. BetterHelp connects you with a licensed therapist who can take you on that journey of self-discovery from wherever you are. Visit BetterHelp.com slash LockedOn today to get 10% off your first month. Welcome to the Locked On Dynasty Football Podcast. I'm your host, Ryan McDowell. You can follow me on Twitter at RyanMC23. Joining me, as always, is Matt Williamson. Find Matt on Twitter at WilliamsonNFL. Matt, welcome to Draft Week. We are finally here. We're kicking it off with a bang. How's it going? Going great, man. It's going to be a busy week, but maybe with the best week of the year. I am psyched. Happy Draft Week to all. Oh, it's going to be going to be great. Uh, mentioned it at the top of the show. We have, you know, I feel like we joked about this Rogers deal for weeks. That uh, what over a month ago, you and I delayed our our recording to try to wait for the official Rogers news. We waited and waited and waited. That never came. And now here we are uh, just a couple days before the NFL draft. And, you know, there was talk recently of a, a deadline. Um, not sure if that was a Jets deadline or a Packers deadline uh, or, or if honestly, if that was even accurate. But it felt like something would get done before the NFL draft kicked mm-hmm. off. And, and here it is. Aaron Rodgers is a New York Jet. Here's the deal. The Jets get Rodgers. Uh, they also get the Packers number 15. They get a fifth rounder in this year's draft. The Packers get 13. So uh, basically spots, yeah, the right. yeah Packers move up two spots, essentially. They also get the 42nd overall pick this year. Uh, that's an early second rounder, of course. They get a sixth rounder this year. So they go from a six. Uh, they go from a five down to a six. You can think about it that way. And What's really important, I think, is they get a 2024 second rounder. The stipulation is that pick goes to a first rounder if Rodgers plays 65% of the snaps this year. And certainly that would be the expectation of the Jets and of everyone involved that that pick eventually becomes a first rounder. So they get a first, they get a second, couple pick swaps in there. Matt, what's your first thought on this trade? Yeah, and this just happened. So I haven't been talking about it yep. all day or anything like that. This is new news. Uh, I saw it on the way coming home just a minute ago. And when you lay it out, you know, Brian Peacock and I have been talking about this for, it seems like, for months. You know, what's the compensation yeah. going to be? Right. And we kind of settled on, thought it would be those two seconds. You know, after the Elijah Moore trade, I thought they'd end up getting both those seconds and or a conditional pick in the future. But I didn't think the conditional pick could possibly be a first. And I'm also a little shocked that the condition is how much Rodgers plays this year, not is he on next year's roster. You know, like he could retire after the year, after a great season, and the Jets are on the hook if they if he plays 65% of the snaps. Yeah, I thought the same thing. You had talked about it on here as well, that you thought um, any kind of conditional pick would be um, would be related to – Roger status beyond 2023, but that's yeah, not how yeah. it works out. I think this is a, a pretty nice win for the green Bay Packers. You know, they get, they get yeah. a slight move up. Maybe that ends up mattering. Maybe not. Uh, 
but but that pick, which could become a first rounder in next year's draft, is huge, uh, along with the second rounder this year. Nice deal for the uh, for the Packers, and and obviously the Jets had to make this move. I don't think we have to go too deep into this. You know, we've all been uh, playing under the assumption that that Rodgers would be a Jet. So as far as talking winners and losers, we we kind of know the deal here. This is going to be good news for Garrett Wilson. Good news for uh, all involved on that on that Jets offense. No, no doubt. I mean, we kind of knew it was coming. We just didn't know what the compensation was. Uh, I think it's important, and we kind of thought this was true, that the Jets are going to be able to use a first and a second round pick to further surround Rodgers. I assume at least one of them will be an offensive lineman. Um, let's talk Packers really quickly here. Jordan okay. Love yeah. next in next in line. Um, you know, we've seen very little of him since the Packers used a first rounder on him uh, several years ago. Honestly, what we have seen hasn't necessarily been encouraging. What are your thoughts on Jordan Love and the Packers this season? I'm concerned, to be honest yeah. with you. Yeah. I mean, he looked good in the game he played last year, so that's encouraging. And they didn't make any other moves. So, I mean, I think they like him and you know, at least going to see what he can do this season. But there's not much around him. I mean, I think they right. need at least two receivers. It's not a great situation to thrive in, I don't think. Yeah, yeah, certainly uh, certainly going to be a, a tall task for Jordan Love to yeah, yeah. really become fantasy relevant or, or a fantasy starter, I guess I should say. I mean, obviously he's already uh, worth a roster spot, has been on rosters in, in super flex leagues. And if you've been hanging on for the past two or three years, you know, maybe you you finally get a chance to see what this guy can do and if he can help your dynasty teams, if he can help the Packers. But yeah, obviously they need to make a move. Maybe they do that with that 13 pick or the uh, the 42 pick, uh, 42nd pick overall mm-hmm. that they got. Maybe sure. one of those is a wide receiver uh, to go along Christian alongside Christian Watson and uh, and the rest of the crew there. I would hope the target and maybe moving up those two spots helps to land Smith and Jigba, who we're about to talk about here. Yeah, we are talking Smith and Jigba. It, it's draft week, so of course we're talking yeah. rookies. Uh, we we didn't expect to be talk, uh, talking about Aaron Rodgers, but we had to fit some of that conversation in. In anticipation of the NFL draft coming up uh, later this week on Thursday, on Friday and Saturday as well, uh, the four of us, again, myself and Matt, Kate and Marcus, uh, our, our co-host and, and uh, compatriots on this, this Locked On Dynasty uh, show, we got together and did a three-round Dynasty rookie mock draft. You know, one more mock before the NFL draft shakes up everything uh, when it comes to these player values. So we're going to talk about the first round of that mock, how that shook out today. Tomorrow, we'll be back talking uh, round two, and Kate and Marcus will take over for us on Wednesday. They'll talk round three and get you ready for the NFL draft on Thursday. So that's the plan. We're talking that round one. There were a couple of surprises here, Matt, but we'll go pick yeah. by pick. We'll talk about every single player we chose. We'll, uh, of course, focus on the picks that we made and, and be able to add a little insight there. Uh, and we'll do all that right after this break. So. I I went to therapy a while back, and it's been a long time. I got away from it, and frankly, I haven't given it much thought. And then 
uh, BetterHelp became, you know, a sponsor of ours. And I think I'm going to give it a try again. You know, so it's something I want to look into, you know, hey, I go to a doctor, I go to a dentist. What's the difference between, you know, why not, you know, embrace your mental health and go to a professional that knows more about it than than you do. So, you know, therapy is all about deepening your self-awareness and understanding because sometimes we don't even know what we want or why we react the way we do until we talk through talk through things, you know, especially with a professional. So BetterHelp connects you to a licensed therapist who can take on that journey of self-discovery from wherever you are. So like I like I mean, like me, if I, if you're thinking about starting therapy, I think BetterHelp is the way to give it a shot here. It's entirely online. It's very, very it's designed to be super convenient, flexible suited to your schedule. That's really appealing to me. So just fill out a brief questionnaire and get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. So visit betterhelp.com slash locked on. Discover your potential with BetterHelp. Again, visit betterhelp.com slash locked on today to get 10% off your first month. So that's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash locked on. All right, Matt, let's jump into this uh, Dynasty Rookie Mock. We did use a super flex format. Uh, and ladies first, we gave Kate the first overall pick. We don't have to talk about this one very long because even in that super flex format, of course, she took Bijan Robinson. Uh, as we talk about these picks, we'll also reference uh, the latest DLF Dynasty Rookie ADP for those super flex rookie drafts. And uh, Bijan is the 101 in that format. Uh, in that data set as well. So no surprise there. 102 was your pick and you took Anthony Richardson. You know, we've talked about all these quarterbacks uh, over the past few weeks. You had made it clear that he was your QB one. Mm-hmm. And I, I think, you know, even even with some negative uh, buzz around CJ Stroud over the past couple of weeks, I still think you could make a case for any of those three, Richardson, yeah, Bryce yeah. Young or Stroud as your QB one and as your potential one Oh two in dynasty rookie drafts, but you went with Richardson. It's gotta be all about the upside here, right? Yeah, no doubt. And we're recording this Monday afternoon of draft week, as you mentioned. And I, I think that this is the time of year Peacock and I were talking about this earlier that lying season and, Mm. you know, some truths coming out are starting to intersect with each other. And it doesn't sound great right now, the rumors for Richardson, that he could be the one that drops and Levis seems to be gaining heat and there's some negativity around C.J. Stroud and this test and yada, yada. Yeah. I don't really care. I mean, even if Richardson falls to Tampa or Minnesota, for example, and is stuck behind someone for a year, I still think he sees the field for 10 to 12 plays a game. Not that that makes him fantasy relevant, but we'll have a better feel for what he is. It's just he has the cheat code that no one else does. Yeah, I think that's a really good point. And, and maybe it's been said, but it, it I, I hadn't really thought about it that way. For so many of these players, we have kind of added the caveat, but I want to see what their draft capital is. You know, mm-hmm. if, if they get the draft capital, then I'll, you know, I'll, I'll value them more or whatever. If they get the right landing spot. But you're kind of right. Draft capital, he doesn't have to be a top five pick. And no, I mean, that that four spot to the Colts would be would certainly be nice. But he doesn't need to be a top five pick. He doesn't even need to be a top 10 or top 15 pick. He still has uh, Rich, Anthony Richardson still has that upside that uh, that should be very enticing to dynasty managers. Uh, I know you talked about some 
some negatives with Richardson. I, I tweeted about this last week. It was, uh, I, I actually heard it on the Ryan Rosillo podcast. Uh, he had both Daniel Jeremiah and Todd McShay on there. They were talking uh, prospects, of course. And um, the quote was from Daniel Jeremiah. I've been talking to people every day. I don't know who the Richardson team is. Hmm. And McShay responds, I don't have one. And then yeah, McShay, yeah. Fo- McShay followed up. I haven't heard a single team or a single person say, hey, I've kind of heard this team likes Anthony Richardson. It's going to be a wild night. It certainly is going to be a wild night. We'll see where Anthony Richardson lands. Uh, for now, he is the 1.02 in this mock draft. Uh, and just for reference, he's the uh, 1.04 in our DLF ADP. But again, I think you're looking at a top tier of probably six players here. Uh, six players, in my opinion. A little bit of a surprise with the 1.03. Uh, of course, the the, the next two quarterbacks are on the board. The wide receiver one is on the board. Uh, but Marcus goes with Jameer Gibbs here, the running back from Alabama. He's had the positive buzz lately. Looks like he could be a first-round pick in the NFL draft, if you believe Peter Schrager. That was a report that came out this morning that Gibbs is looking like a late first-rounder. That would that would certainly help his uh, draft stock, and, and this would look like a, a great pick by Marcus. Yeah, and I love the player. I mean, yeah, and he's right. a modern day back. And frankly, if this isn't super flex, I think he's the second overall pick. You know, although I think Smith Najigba has a case. Um, it worries me a little bit that he's 200 or less pounds. History isn't mm-hmm. super kind to those guys for fantasy reasons. Just the workload. But, I mean, he's going to catch passes. I, I'd be shocked if he's any kind of a bust. Yeah, totally agree. And um, again, it's it's not like it's that's a a major reach. I think you can take these top uh, the top six picks and almost put them in any order uh, beyond Bijan at one, and, mm-hmm. and uh, you know make a case for that. So it goes Bijan Robinson one, Anthony Richardson two, Jameer Gibbs three. I was up with a four pick, and I took Bryce Young. Uh, he's got an ADP of three. I grabbed him at four. You know, for me, this represents a change. I, I spent much of the offseason with C.J. Stroud as my QB1 uh, and as my favorite pick at, at the 1.02, but there's been enough. Uh, it, really, it's been the positive news on Bryce Young that has swayed me more than the negative news on Stroud. Um, but I operated for quite a while thinking or predicting that Stroud would be the 101 to Carolina. And now that it looks like a foregone conclusion that that will be Bryce Young, those two have, have flip-flopped in my ranking. So I went, I went Bryce Young at four, Kate goes JSN at five, and then Stroud rounds out that top tier at six overall to you. So we know you like Richardson at the top, Young versus Stroud. And how does JSN mix into that group for you, Matt? I love JSN, but I just valued quarterbacks higher, and it seems yep. as though you and I did more so than they did. We ended up with all the quarterbacks. I don't know if that's a coincidence or just the way or the way that this fell, um, but we seem to value quarterbacks higher than they do in Superflex. Or okay, um, Young versus Stroud is interesting to me in that you know, as a young drafter, that he's going to be a Carolina Panther, where. Mm-hmm. I could make the argument, or at least just throwing out this conversation, I'm not even sure I'm standing by it, that Stroud 
could land at a better place than the Carolina Panthers. Because I think the Pan- I'm pretty certain the Panthers are going to have a rough year on offense. Now, probably where Stroud lands will be a rough year too. Most quarterbacks have rough years as, as rookies. But if it's Indy, is that better? You know what I mean? Like, you want yeah. you know what door number one is. Are you happy with door number one for a landing spot, or do you want to try door number two? Yeah, I think that's very fair. And uh, there are uh, there are several leagues out there that are drafting before the NFL draft. Uh, I've seen quite a few of those tracked and, and mentioned on Twitter and uh, on some of our other social media. So, yeah, if, if you are drafting right now, you've got to make that tough decision. The known, at least yeah, we right, think right. it's the known, with Bryce Young versus the unknown landing spot for Stroud and, and honestly for Richardson as well. Right. right. So that is our top six. Bijan Robinson, Anthony Richardson, Jameer Gibbs, Bryce Young, Jackson Smith and Jigba, and CJ Stroud at six. We're going to finish off the first One, round. Real talk quick about- question. I apologize. Sure. So do you think nine out of 10 Superflex rookie drafts, they would be the top six picks in some order? Yeah. 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 I mean, yeah, as yeah. of now, right. you know, maybe you the seventh pick. I don't mind the seventh pick, but I do. I certainly think there's a, a tier gap. There. A gap. Yes. Okay. Okay. Fair yeah. enough. Right. Yeah. I agree. We'll talk about that seventh pick and the rest of the picks in the first round right after this break. Thanks for making Locked On Dynasty your first listen every day. Everydayers, make sure you come back tomorrow because we're talking about the second round of this final pre-NFL draft rookie mock draft. Come back, check that out, find out who you should be targeting in round two. Matt, 1.07. Marcus had that pick. You've already called it a tough pick. Marcus seemed to know who he wanted. He took Zach Charbonnet, uh, and this was an interesting one. Charbonnet has an ADP of 11 overall. Charbonnet's the RB3 off the board in this mock, and and I think he'll be the RB3 in most dynasty rookie drafts. Uh, But maybe you could get him a little later. Were you surprised? Uh, Charbonnet over... Uh, the next group of wide receivers and over Will Levis as well. No, that's a pick I would have made at the time too. Uh, okay. I mean, there so you're is on a board lot. With that one. Okay. Yeah. yeah. There's a lot of buzz about Levis now going to the Colts or being the third or maybe even the second quarterback off the board. And that's swell. I just don't think he's a good prospect. <laughs> <laughs> I really don't. I mean, he wouldn't, he's not for me. So I'm, I think Charbonnet's much safer although levis carries a lot of weight because he's a quarterback of course right um lots of good landing spots for charbonnet and and really all all of the running backs that are kind of in that tier uh we've seen we've now seen the rogers move uh i'm waiting on some other veteran moves uh potentially that could open the door for uh, even more running back playing time you know the cincinnati rumors that they could part ways with joe mixon Mm -hmm. still out there same thing in minnesota with Dalvin Cook. So we'll see uh we'll see where Zach Charbonnet lands, uh, but anywhere in this uh, back half of the first round I think is where you could see him as high as 7 uh or maybe, you know, maybe with a, a, a perceived negative landing spot, maybe he drops to that late first round range. Uh no surprise here. I had the 1.08 pick and I did take Will Levis, my Kentucky guy. Sure. Uh part of that is is uh being a homer, I would say but it's mostly just taking the quarterback in a super flex league. Um, Especially if he gets that top five, top, top 10 draft capital that comes with 
essentially guaranteed playing time, yeah, right? That comes no with doubt. a pretty long leash. Um, I, I'm not uh, I'm not oblivious to the concerns about Will Levis, and I uh, agree and, and understand and agree with a lot of those. But I still think at, at 1.08, that really should be the floor. I know other people would disagree with that and might claim they, they wouldn't take him anywhere in the first round or they'll just let someone else take it, take him again. I get that too, but in mm-hmm. the super flex format, give me the guy who's a top 10 NFL draft pick at 1.08 real quick on that note. I mean, I think eight is, should be his floor and I would definitely take him yeah. over this, this group of receivers that are coming up. I mean, he would have to Zach Wilson like career. I mean, the chances of him being that are Josh Rosen, like, I mean, catastrophically bad to a lot to not at least get some value out of this pick at eight. Yeah, and and I mean, you know, you, you threw out a couple names. There's been plenty I mean, happens, of other names, but, right? Yeah, right. yeah it, it happens. It's not impossible. Um, and, and the leash is is getting shorter. I mean, I think the Cardinals set that precedent uh, back with the the Rosen Kyler Murray situation that they essentially gave him one year and were ready to move on. Uh, Zach Wilson got a, a little more than that, but but not really due to some missed time and uh, some of the veterans starting there. I I really don't blame teams, honestly. You you know, if you know, you know pretty early, then then go ahead and move on when you can. So uh, a top 10 draft capital does come with a leash. It does come with guaranteed playing time. Uh, but you've, you've got to prove that you belong when mm. you do get on the field. All right, 1.09, Jordan Addison is the pick here. That was Kate from Kate, uh, and Addison is the wide receiver two in this class and at least in this mock draft behind JSN. What do you think's the gap here from Smith and Jigba to Addison? Uh, or is Addison even your wide receiver two? No, he's my four. Okay. And okay. But I think there's a large gap between Smith and the Jigba and the two. Uh, and frankly, Flowers and Johnston, I've moved back and forth a hundred times. So they're basically tied for two. I had to make that decision. I went for Flowers. Either was just fine with me. Uh, Addison's a clear four, but I think there's a substantial gap after JSN. So uh, Addison was the pick at nine. The ADP does agree with Kate here because Addison's ADP is seven overall. Mm -hmm. So he's still coming in ahead of Zay Flowers ahead of Quentin Johnston and actually ahead of uh, the previous two picks, Charbonnet yeah, and yeah. Levis. So Kate, based on the ADP, Kate got a nice value. You're not quite as sold. What, what is it that has you concerned about Jordan Addison in this range? I understand Zay Flowers and Josh Downs are smaller receivers, but they're, they don't play as small as Addison and they're not okay. nearly as slight. They're stronger. They're better built. Uh, Addison got schemed up a lot in both of those schools, especially Pitt. And I'm not saying he can't get open on his own. I think he's going to get pushed around, and I just don't see a lot of touchdowns in his future. Okay. All right. Addison, uh, 1.09. The names we've already mentioned are coming next. Matt took Zay Flowers at 10. Marcus took Quentin Johnston at 11. Uh, The ADP actually has those guys flipped. Johnston, 9 overall. Zay Flowers, 10 overall. I think especially those three receivers and, and maybe we could throw Josh Downs into the mix mm-hmm. as well. He's, he's our 12 pick to round out the first round. You're going to see very, you know, very different orders for Addison flowers, Johnston, 
for me, Addison is still the wide receiver two. Flowers is three and Johnston is four. So I agree with this order of how we drafted them. Uh, Downs Matt, must already... be five for you though, too. Downs is five for me. Yes. Yeah. It makes sense. Yeah. yeah. What, what do you think about Downs? He was, he was my pick to end the first round. Yeah. I like the pick and I probably would have taken him there as well. Um, he's smaller, but I think he, I don't say he's going to be Welker catching a hundred balls every year or Edelman, but I think he has more of that to his game where a lot of slot, easy receptions. I think he could be a eight to 10 target guy per, per uh, game for him once he gets settled in. So that has a lot of value. I was talking with a friend yesterday, I believe, and we were talking about this late range of the first round in these super flex drafts and talking about downs and and we both like the player. Obviously I, I took him here in the first round, but we also just kind of came to the conclusion that based on a, a typical year or a typical rookie draft, Josh downs doesn't seem like a player you might be taking pick, in the late right. first round, right? right, right it feels, right, no. you know, maybe he's more of a mid second round. And, and part of that is due to, uh, to some disappointment at the running back position. We thought this running back class would be so strong uh, with, with guys like Tank Bigsby and mm-hmm. Sean Tucker and Zach Evans. You know, none of those show up in the first round here. We ended up with three first round running backs in Robinson, Gibbs, and Charbonnet. And we'll talk about some of those backs um, tomorrow as we cover the second round. But yeah, once you get down to 11 or 12, maybe maybe you start fishing for 24 picks and I mean I know some people will will kind of roll their eyes at that. You know, we're always next year's class is always better than this year's and and I get I get those comments. We certainly did it last year as we were drooling over this this 23 class and and now here we are thinking, "Eh, maybe it's maybe it's not that great." I mean, I would certainly, I was about to say that you stole a little of my thunder there. I was, I would certainly rather have a next year's generic first than Josh Downs. Yeah. I mean, the, the second you get Josh Downs on your team and I like Downs. Yeah. Yeah. Somebody, if somebody offered you a first rounder for him, you would take it. I would say the same thing with Quentin Johnston, uh, Zay Flowers. I would be tempted. Zach Charbonnet. I would be tempted. I mean, even think about right I'd now. I'd for Addison too. Think about the just the running back position in general. How many of those guys are are you trading a future first rounder for? I mean, we've got the obvious names at the top, but you know, I, I would say it's single digits the number of uh, of players, the number of running backs you would trade a, a future first rounder for. And so, is is Zach Charbonnet going to put himself in that? In that group, I, I don't think That's so. That's about as borderline as it gets, but probably not. Yeah, yeah. Ugh. So, yeah, here we are, already, uh, already looking ahead to next year. I, I don't like doing that. Uh, I didn't not think not. we would have to do it this year, but you know, things change. We hated last year's class. We being the the dynasty community in general, people were giving away first rounders, and we loved this twenty three class, and we got it all back. Which is this what is what they call a, a tease in the business, Ryan. I mean, I'm a professional here, but I think t- okay. tomorrow's second round for what you pay for them is a little more enticing than today. I totally agree. And yeah. and I mean, if if you can't get that future first for the 111, the 112, get a couple of seconds. Be willing to yeah, move yeah, down, yeah. you know, because you're, you're going to see. 
I mean, we separate those rounds like it's really meaningful, but it's really <laughs> well, not. You know, what's, yeah. what's meaningful are the tiers. So if the last three guys in the first round and the first three guys in the second round are in the same tier, move down. Yeah, uh, if yeah. you can find somebody that, that values that first rounder because it's a first rounder, take a couple second rounders and, uh, and fire those bullets that way. We will talk about round two on tomorrow's show, so check back with us for that. We'll talk about guys like Tank, Tank Bigsby and Zach Evans and many more. But that's it for today's show. Please make sure you download and subscribe or follow for free on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. Remember to follow the show at Locked On Dynasty. You can follow Matt at Williamson NFL, and I'm Ryan MC23. We'll be back next time with more Locked On Dynasty.